May I speak and may you hear in the name of God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. If God is, God is everywhere. So we can worship God up a mountain or by the sea as easily as in a church. But we need places set apart, holy, made valid by prayer, thin places where it is easier to pray. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. It's the text engraved on the glass doors of this cathedral. It's inscribed on the marvellous Murray and Maguire mid-20th century St Paul's Bow Common in the East End. In the West End, it was the preacher's text in 1725 at the dedication of St. Martin in the Fields, pitched halfway twixt heaven and Charing Cross. The foot of Jacob's ladder, God's house on earth, the gate of heaven, is the text for every church. Church buildings and institutional religion truthfully can be a bit of a mixed blessing. The high places in ancient Israel were corrupted and had to be reformed. Our churches and cathedrals sometimes seem rather distant from the simplicity of Jesus of Galilee. Yet we also know our fallible, frail church and our church buildings hold something inestimable. Our churches, the people, are an extraordinary part of the social capital of this country, as our church buildings are of the cultural treasure of the country and every community within it. Some are so beguiling it's easy to be absorbed by them, which is how they become idolatrous. But at their best, church buildings point beyond themselves to the God we see in Jesus and to an account of what it is to be fully human. What churches point to is to the love of God and the love of our neighbour as ourselves in the way of Jesus Christ. In an age of prolonged austerity, in which there's deep anxiety about our global politics, fake news, alternative facts, and the disturbance of democracy, nothing is more important than a place and people committed to being about our Father's business. We're not here because we are perfect, but because we are loved and stand for and will be judged by the values of God's kingdom. Truth, justice, peace, love. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. 
in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. 200 years ago, not long after the Napoleonic Wars had disturbed the politics of Europe, at a time of industrial revolution, great poverty, political ferment and social change, the Incorporated Church Building Society set about building and enlarging thousands of churches and chapels to provide hundreds of thousands of free pews for a rapidly growing population. At the same time, John Constable was painting Salisbury Cathedral, six great canvases all now very well known. The one in 1823 from the garden of the Bishop's Palace. Gosh, there's not a day that doesn't go by when I don't give thanks, it's now the cathedral school. Has the Bishop and his wife with their soon-to-be-married daughter, looking towards the cathedral, the bishop waving his stick in its direction. The art historians say the bishop is the master of all he surveys. But how wrong they are. Salisbury, like all our great cathedrals, like St Paul's, like every church, is so much bigger than any of us. Did even Christopher Wren master St. Paul's? He set something free. It has its own life. In the intimacy, beauty and grandeur of these great buildings, we find our place. What it is to be finite beings with infinite hope. I am not the centre of the story. In church... I find my place with you and all creation in God's story. Lit Larkin's church going recognises the enduring significance of church as place, a serious house on serious earth it is. But he's much less sure about what faith will endure church going a generation on, and for many people, the debate is about whether you can have the community and values without the belief. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, but Alain de Botton's secular Sunday's assemblies don't have the underpinning that sustains a church. But then a bishop would say that, wouldn't he? I love the beginning of Larkin's poem. It's much less quoted. Once I am sure nothing, there's nothing going on. I step inside, letting the door thud shut. And off he goes, exploring, as Simon Jenkins has encouraged all of us to do, finding a tense, musty, unignorable silence brewed God knows how long. The National Churches Trust survey found that nearly 60% of the population have been inside a church in the last year. In every day there have been awkward questions about how our churches are paid for. 
When I was the vicar of St. Martin in the Fields, I did what I thought was going to be a soft interview with songs of praise about the successful building's renewal. There was a friendly conversation as we set up. The camera switched on, and with a smile of steel, the interviewer said, 36 million pounds, Vicar, on a building. It's a lot of money. Yes, I replied, it is a lot of money. About half the cost of Cristiano Ronaldo, who got a yellow card in Portugal's game last night in Russia. What we spend our money on says a lot about what we believe and value. Thanks to a familiar combination of hard work and generosity, the National Churches Trust distributes about 1.4 million pounds a year. And those grants to churches and chapels of every denomination across the United Kingdom have an astonishing capacity to match and lever other funding. Since 1953, 12,000 grants, 90 million pounds at today's prices. Even more important is the National Churches Trust's encouragement to explore churches, spread knowledge, expertise and good practice, and the development of the new maintenance booker. Individual parishioners across the country contribute around a hundred million pounds to church repairs. The Heritage Lottery Fund has contributed about 20 million pounds a year in the past. And the government through schemes such as roof repairs funding has been generous as they have been with the reclaiming of VAT. But the future is very uncertain. The Taylor Review on the sustainability of English churches and cathedrals is important, but there will be no more grants to mark the centenary of the end of the First World War, and the funding of roofs has come to an end. The decision of the Heritage Lottery Fund not to fund churches as, as a specific category means that for the first time in 40 years, there is no public money ring-fenced for churches. In many communities, the church is the building around which the community has been formed. In Salisbury, in the wake of the poisoning of the owls and the violation of the city, the cathedral and its churches have been the places of gathering and have given stability. Similar happened in Southwark and Manchester as after every public atrocity. The 200th anniversary of the ICBS is not an exercise in nostalgia or even just a thanksgiving for what has been achieved in the past, good and important though that is. 
This is an opportunity for us to say why churches matter in the present and for the future. We rededicate ourselves for mixed motives, to good purpose, because our society, God's world, would be so much the poorer without them. Church buildings are to God's glory and the common good. We value them highly, give thanks for all who care for them, and today especially we give thanks for the Incorporated Church Building Society and the continuing work of the National Churches Trust. <laughs>